So welcome to another episode of Appetite for Production. A bonus episode, I should say. Right, James? That's right. Last time we didn't muff up every single bit of news from Nam, and we left a bit of it on the floor. Yeah, we did. And it is currently sinking into my carpet. So before we begin, uh, let's introduce what's happening. This is Appetite for Production. You're the only podcast you need for your music tech. Inspiration and news and discussion. I'm Tim Kant. I'm a music producer and journo and video guy. And uh, you're James Russell, right? That's right, Tim. I am the talking head of music software. The the disembodied voice of plugins and synths, I think it's fair to say. I think that's fair enough. I have made myself that disembodied voice, but I am that disembodied (laughs) voice all the same. You've got to stop disembodying yourself. (laughs) Um, Well, there's, there's so much news, mate. Should we just, like, dive right in? Crack on time. So Tim, what have you been up to in the last, well, month? Because we put the last episode out two weeks ago, but we didn't record it two weeks ago. Yeah, I've been doing many things. Well, I've mainly been working my ass off, mate, to pay HMRC the en- enormous amounts of cash that I owe them. I was wondering where your ass had gone. Well, yeah, well, I owe my ass to the States, mate. So I have been beavering away like a busy little boy. Um, <laughs> I've been doing some uh, NI stuff recently. Uh-huh. I did one video on their District Zio expansion, Are you aware of this? Okay, I I know what machine expansions are or expansions are. Oh, it's are. no. It's, it's just a general expansion it, full of samples and stuff. Yeah, it's like a grab bag. So there's a bunch of loops, presets. hits, yeah, and presets for, I think it's Massive, Monarch, um, kits for Machina and Battery, and also a handful of Machina percussion synth With presets. a certain sort of genre and feeling, tying Le- them all together. Yes, and the vibe is dystopian cyberpunk, mate, which is obviously right up my ruddy alley. Sweet. So yeah, Okay, great. So I made a bit of a, um, a Detroit electro tune at the behest of uh, NI, which I really, really enjoyed. And it was, uh, yeah, loads of fun. And yeah, I mean, I guess District Zio is a little bit of a hard sell because it's you can't say oh this is a monarch expansion or whatever because it does a bunch of different stuff mm. but it is it's pretty cool some cool stuff in there and i was really happy with how the track came together as well That's so nice. it was not it was nice having some fun making some music well speaking of dystopian soundware and native instruments i am interviewing junkie xl later on today. What time are you interviewing him, mate? Well, I was originally told that I would be interviewing him at 6am. Mmm, nice! Which uh, is not a good time to interview anyone. While you're still asleep. I was going to say a little less conversation, (laughs) a a little more sleep. Yeah, Um, nice, nice. In the end, it turns out I'm going to interview him at the uh, far more sociable time of 11pm. Oh, nice. Just as you're wanting to wind down with a cup of uh, Horlicks. Yeah, but fair enough. It's uh, it's going to be fine. And uh, his uh, new sounds pack is called Desert Dystopian. So, Oh, really? So, and this is going to be another NI thing, is it? Yeah. Why are they so hot on dystopia? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love I love a dystopia, especially the one we live in these days. Um, but yeah, they're really going hard on the dystopia, aren't they? I think they've um, they've got a sort of they're, they're taking the pulse of the world and they're putting out a bunch of dystopian uh, soundware. Yeah. So how do you feel about chatting to His Majesty the XL, as I call him? Good, good, good. I've got, I've got some interesting uh, things to talk about with him. I'm not just gonna. I think I said. I'm not going to talk about that Elvis remix because that's probably what everyone goes for. Mm-hmm. But the guy's are like a proper soundtrack composer and has been for a long time. And he's so. done like a load of video game stuff as well, hasn't right. he? Right, yeah. And some commercial work. So is it, I'm going to concentrate on that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm sure people want to know about that stuff. And also, he's got a massive collection of synths, am I right? He's got like an insane synth yeah, library. Yeah, I believe so. And he used to work in a music shop when he was young. And So that's where he Half-inched it all from. Well, that's uh, analog uh, since we're going for a song back then. Oh man! So what? he got a load of it. Oh, wicked! Uh, what else have you been up to? I did another NI thing. Shall I talk about that? Go on. Well, they wanted me to do something about kick drums. Okay. Have you heard of kick drums? Um, 
Is it one of those drums with the metal along the bottom that makes a nice raspy sound when you hit it? That's exactly right. Well, you kick the shit out of it, basically, Uh mate, and it makes a booming noise. Oh, right. So rather than just doing a kind of how to mix your kick drum sort of thing... Mm Took a bit of a deep dive in there, mate. Mm-hmm. And when I say deep dive, you know, the video's about eight minutes long or whatever. So it's not that deep of a <laughs> well, dive or whatever. As long as you can hold your breath for. Yeah, but I just, like, I feel like there's a lot of superficial tutorial content out there. And about I wanted kick drums. Well, well, yeah, and about everything. So I wanted to try and do something a little bit more definitive. Okay. Um, I was I was very happy with it when I did it. I don't know how it's going to go down. So that's something... So what did you cover? Well, I, t- I, well, I started with talking about the physics of kick drums. Uh-huh. And it's the sort of stuff, well, when you say it, it sounds obvious... Um, but when, but you know, when I was researching it or whatever, I was like, bah, 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 which is the sort of noise I make when I don't understand what's going on. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, you know, so a kick drum has two membranes, right? Yep. Well, it doubles, it doubles the mass of the membranes, which allows it to uh, go uh, go on for longer uh-huh. with, the, with the vibrations because they're large. Well, it goes all, deeper. All drums have uh, two membranes unless it's the 80s. Do that. Oh well, I didn't know that. See, because the thing is, I don't think about the physical world, mates. I am, I am jacked into the grid, and the matrix or whatever. I'm online as well. I don't know if you know. <laughs> so this is just the sort of thing that I don't really think the, about. The online are two words. I am online. Oh, yeah, exactly. And and the thing I was thinking about as well was, I mean, this because this is the sort of thing that I just never used to think about. And like certainly when I started making music. The physical properties of stuff was just something I wouldn't have thought about at all. And like, I mean, it took me a few years to realise that a kick drum was a sound that drops in pitch, mate. Mm -hmm. Because back in the day when I was using Octomed or whatever, you didn't, you know, you didn't really, there was no spectral analysers or whatever. I wasn't particularly like conscious of what waveforms were really, you know, doing in their repercussions or whatever. So I've tried to like get people to think about it in more of a, holistic way so i'm really hoping <laughs> that people don't think it's a load of bollocks basically so i've got my fingers crossed for that one tim Kent bringing woo to the art of kick drums over the last few weeks uh suddenly someone told me that there was a new album out from weezer do you know weezer uh, yeah yeah of course i know weezer mate jesus well, christ you grew up in the 90s do you know i haven't you're not listened into to rock it. music no, I do listen to rock music, actually, mate. Okay. I'll have you know, I was I was into Bell and Sebastian before they blew up, mate. Okay. And I have all of their old you talk, EPs. You're on talking CD like something. Tiger Milk sort of time. Well, actually, yeah, I was... Well, you see, everyone got Tiger Milk on the re-release. So I was... Well, no, because it was, it was a school project, I believe, the original okay. launch of it, so very few people had it. Dog on Wheels EP, mate. That's what I. Uh, that's where I got in, which was their their first kind of like you know release that was you could actually really get. Fair enough. Well, I was a massive fan of Weezer for a long time until they. So of, do you, hang on. So what's your favorite Weezer album? Uh, generally Pinkerton. Okay. Um, I went through a phase when I was a teenager of exploring that songs from the Black Hole Project, which is a oh. thing that they did, and they recorded a load of stuff for and then abandoned. And suddenly a load of, like, half-baked, um, unmixed stuff bubbled up, like, okay. half-tracks. And I think eventually they put it all together and released it. That was interesting. Mm. But uh, around, let's say, sort of 2004, 2005, they started to get really weird and mainstream. So I, I was only really with them for the first uh, Hang on, rounds. so they did that, did they do that Stacey's Mom song, was it? No, that was Fountains of Wayne. Oh, God, right, okay, and that was okay. A, I think that was a one-hit wonder. But yeah, I'd sort of dropped off by that point because they were doing some weird stuff that wasn't true to their roots. That's also when I realised that um, music magazines, well, not music magazines, but the NME mm. was lying to me <gasps> because it's one of these weird things that happens when a band releases an album that's like say their fifth or sixth album and the person writing the review and all the pr says oh they've really gone back to their roots it's just like their first album oh right okay and everyone's like oh great well i'll buy it then and they buy it and it's incredibly disappointing and nothing like the first album so Mm. that was uh that really hit me hard and i gave up on them until the thing we're talking about they suddenly released an album of covers not just covers 80s covers 
Yes. Now, I did queue this up on my Spotify to listen to it, but then life got in the way, mate. Okay. Have you checked it out? Yeah, a lot. I've checked it right out. Oh, so you're into it then, it presumably. Was, it was the soundtrack of my holiday, my friend. Oh, really? So what are the what are the top jams then? Okay, they've got Africa, starting uh, off with Africa. Pretty obvious choice. How's, the, how's their version of Africa? Really good. Oh, really? And another big point about this is that it's really nice to listen to some older music with, with modern production. Okay. It's, it's loud, it's... It sounds really great. Uh, Africa goes into Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Sweet Dreams are made of these. Oh, yeah. This. Uh, take on me. Now, what I'm thinking at this point is a lot of these were real synth-heavy tunes. Yeah, there is a bit of synth. Oh, okay. Yeah, so someone's been programming synths and uh, playing them. Wicked. Which is great. Respaces, uh, I'm assuming. Nice, lovely. They're, they're all... They've stuck pretty closely to the originals. Um, okay. Which is fair enough. Like, it's not really an album of interpretations but mm. the fact that they're doing it is kind of an interpretation it's it's pretty much getting the the original song down to a t a lot of the time although sometimes they're a bit different then they go back to the 60s and they've got happy together by the turtles yeah uh, however i think they ruined that one because oh really when the chorus comes in they go halftime on that sucker oh mate you see i'm not a fan of halftime yeah I, i'm disappointed in patrick he should have known better yeah, man. Paranoid, Black Sabbath. Okay. Uh, Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, wow. So what's the, is it vocoded up, is it? Uh, yes. They, they're no strangers to talk boxes and vocoders. Wicked. Oh, uh, fair play. Then, Left Field, No Scrubs. Oh, well, famously not an 80s song. Yeah. But okay, <laughs> okay. And what's um, that like? Uh, very repetitive. Okay. Yeah, it, it doesn't do it for me because it just goes on and on. Right. Which is sort of okay in the original. Not that I would just choose to listen to the original, but I remember it very well. Yeah, of course. But yeah, going on and on and on in a rock context isn't great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billie Jean. Okay. And Stand By Me. Uh, I mean, I'm, I've never been super, super into 80s music, but this has uh, shed a lot of light on the hits that I did know. Uh, not that it's all 80s, but it, it is mostly 80s. Mm. Uh, and it's been really good. And like I say, listening to the modern production of it is a really good sort of exercise in listening to see how things have changed. Yeah, no, that's cool. Are you familiar with the Moog cookbook? No. May I play you a bit of uh, their Buddy Holly cover, mate? Looks like it's called Buddy Holly, but yeah. Well, presumably the YouTube uploader has no idea what they're doing. Do you (laughs) want to have a bit of a listen? Do it. See what you think of this. Description says, good audio quality. Nice. You don't want it great, just good. Good and random shit is the uploader. <laughs> what are you thinking so far? Uh, it's a bunch of synths. Oh. Being taken into space yet? Yeah. Okay. You get the idea? I get the idea. Amazing. Oh, man. This, is... this was the soundtrack to the 90s for me. That was a hell of an intro. It really was. But this drop. 
So you get the idea, man. Amazing. Their, their version of Black Hole Sun, would you oh, believe, really? is immense, mate. Yeah. I, how have I not known this? I, I haven't got. Is it on Spotify? It's not on Spotify. Uh, I've got. I've got a literal CD copy of it somewhere in my collection or whatever. Amazing. But, maybe yeah. you could rip that to my hard drive. Well, maybe I should. I bought myself a uh, ah, optical drive, mate. 20, Twenty-five quid. Well, because that's amazing. Because I've decided to get rid of my CDs, and this is something we should talk about. Okay, fantastic. Do you want to give me all your CDs? <laughs> Uh, I guess I could. No, you should probably try and uh, monetize them, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, bit of a bit of a tangent there. Uh, yeah, so you haven't listened to it yet, but you're going to. Oh, I will listen to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you know, I'm an ironic fan of songs like Africa and Sweet Dreams. Mm. Um, and take on me though that ha- that yeah, I know it's crazy to say that that of that has been overplayed over Africa, but I've really heard take on me a bit too much. Yeah, over the past decades, like Beverly Hills Cop or something. We, yeah, yeah, but like um, yeah, I'm keen to check it out, man. And you know, I think I think guitar music could do with a bit of reinvigorating. I think it's fair enough to yeah, say. Yeah, that is fair to say. It's very fair to say. Mm-hmm. Well, fingers crossed for him. Let's have a look at a bit of uh, the Arteria Micro Freak, yep. mate. I have heard a lot of mentions of it, but I don't know much about it. Okay, well, Arteria have made another cheap and cheerful synth, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference between this and, for example, your Crave is that this is a digital oscillator, uh-huh. analog filter, and also it's monophonic, but also paraphonic. Now... This is something for voice paraphonic. So I'm not sure what paraphonic means. Um, I thought it might be some kind of divide down thing, like a string synth or whatever. But I don't know. And there doesn't seem to be a bunch of information about it. I feel like when you press a second key, it literally changes the waveform to be the original. Oh. um, And let's say a fifth above. And it makes the waveform that you're playing into that. But doesn't play two waveforms at once. It just sort of calculates what two waveforms at once would look like in one cycle. Wow. I think. I might be wrong. Okay. Well, it's a digital oscillator, so presumably it can do all that in its digital mind. Yes. Um, and it will destroy us all. Yeah. Well, eventually, yeah. Now, unlike the um, uh, Crave, this has got a keyboard that's a bit of a weird keyboard that looks like it's made out of PCB or something. Yeah. Um. And it doesn't have, like, modular stuff like the Crave. What I really want to do is uh, show you the video. Are you prepared for this? Yeah, I think I've seen it YouTube pre-roll, but I didn't watch it. Oh, not this. Dude in a lift. Arturia presents Dude Behind a Micro Freak. Micro Freak. Algorithmic Synthesizer. Bit of Matrix-style big beat for you there. Yeah, yeah. You've got to dance while you're using it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, how are you going to get funky? 11 modes. Look at that knob tweaking. Analog filter, fine. He's still in the lift. He's still dancing. This is a room of his mind's creation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is him in his, he's, so he's in the lift, physically, but he's rocking out mentally. With the Archeria Micro Freak. He's playing four notes at the same time we can see here. What? Polly Aftertouch. Little tiny LCD there. Mod Matrix. For patching. Oh, is it for patching? Yeah. It seems to be some kind of touch interface, though. Yeah. Hasn't it got little jack holes? No, it's just oh, little, yeah. little lights. Look like jack holes. They lied to me. They did. Still in the lift. <laughs> Are we sequencing now? Oh, oh. Spice. Spice and dice. <laughs> He's doing it. It's not making any sound. (laughs) 
There you go. You can see the CV outs and stuff. Shot from behind. <laughs> you can see the uh, cables going in and out. Yeah, there's nothing plugging into it. Or now he's in a little 1940s room. <laughs> Very Georgian. Yeah. Grande folie. Grande folie. Whoa! Oh, here we go. <laughs> Digital artifacts. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's not stopping. Uh. <laughs> Has your mind been blown yet? Yeah, I, I, I like it. It's a good video. <laughs> you like it? Yeah. I'm really surprised by that. And he's finally exited the lift. That was a long lift ride. It really was. I'm surprised you were into that because I found what? that video unenjoyable I to watch. I think it's a decent way to uh, expose the synth and what it does, what it can do, what its personality is. Yeah, I don't like this whole attempting to be cool thing I'm not down with. Because let's face it, if you're if you're being cool and you're using a synthesizer, you're doing something wrong, basically. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? I guess so. I guess so. It's um, I I just thought it was a it was a fine video. Do you want to have a guess at the clam clam value? Ooh, clamage. Um. Well, okay. Let's comparable to Crave, right? Um, yeah, it's vaguely in the same ballpark. Uh, two hundred thirty-nine US clams. It is 299 US clams, okay. so pretty close. That Doesn't that say 349? Oh, no, that is... that. Oh, sorry, that's Euro clams. It is $349 clams. I don't need an eye test at all. You really don't, man. I Your booked, eyes... I booked one, like, five hours ago, and I don't need it. You I can, can just go in there and smash it, though. I can read music radar from across the room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it a... Um, is it a what's that one in town? Specsavers? Nah, I got a free one at Optical Express because I'm a cheapskate. Oh, no, fair enough, mate. That's that's understandable. They called me from Glasgow earlier. Did they? Yeah. Oh, how Based nice of them. in Glasgow. Wicked. Um, so what's your hot take on uh, the Micro Freak? I, I like it, actually. Um, I really dislike the keys because... Yeah. Uh, call me old-fashioned, but I like to play keys by pushing them. Yes. Uh... So that turns me off a lot, but the rest of it, you know, if I had if I had a proper keyboard on it, it is a lot more expensive than something like Crave. See, already mm. after like after what fifteen minutes, yeah, my expectations of what yeah. a small synth should cost <laughs> are radically lower. Yeah, so right. Like, oh, but come on, it's not one hundred ninety nine dollars. It's oh. it's it, they've taken it out of the impulse purchase range. I think yeah, without, without without price tag. Yeah, and I think they they wanted to make a smaller synth for the uh, less well budgeted gentleman, mm, mm. which is a great idea. But I think they forgot to draw a line in order to keep that low budget, mm. and they've they're pushing the mid range with this, and yet. The fundamental design attitude mm. is still uh, budget. Yeah, I mean, it does with those keys. I mean, even those though keys. The, the Crave doesn't have keys. Yeah, those so. keys, the plastic knobs, um, mm. it it looks like it should be budget, but they've just put a load of uh, functions in there, mm. which some people might really like. Mm. You know, I like the idea of having loads of functions in a cheap thing, but it is no longer cheap because of that. Yeah, I mean, you can play a chord with it, <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> Do you know where you were going with that? Uh, no, well, no. But it's, it's, you know, it's paraphonic. It's paraphonic. You, you can't play a chord with it. You could sort of put your fingers on a, a bit of metal. You, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah, four yeah, different yeah. places and sort of play a chord with it. So I would really like this to have proper keys. And I would say then you have a mid range digital synth. Even if it costs, mm. costs an extra 50 clams. Then you've got a mid-range digital synth with actual keys. Then it would be my kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I like, I like digital. I don't really like... It's not a priority for me that I have a ladder filter. Well, it does one. have an analogue filter. It does have an analogue filter, yeah. Um, but it's not a priority for me that I've got a pristine analogue signal path. 
because we're living in a simulation anyway. I read something about this as well, mate. Did you read that on the internet? Yeah, you or, sent it to oh, me. Oh, did I? Yeah, right. Okay. So all, you know, the chances are we are living in a simulation. The odds, you know, that's what the odds are. And so all analog is just virtual analog anyway. I know. So remember to bear that in mind when you're producing because it's, it's kind <laughs> of important. <laughs> Tasty numbers. Yum, 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 yum. A new limited edition synth from Moog is on the horizon. Taking its inspiration from the Taurus bass synth, Sirin is a limited edition keyboardless mono synth that Moog call, quote, an analog messenger of joy. The original Taurus bass oscillators have been modified to reach higher notes, meaning that Sirin is also a good call for lead sounds. Of course, buyers of the 2,500 units also get the classic four-pole ladder filter among other Moog circuits. The Sirin synth will set you back 599 US dollars, if there's still one available. Wave's CLA Mixhub takes the company's collaboration with Chris Lord Algae to new depths. The souped-up channel strip plugin lets you control multiple tracks from the same window, and lets you focus on either individual tracks or groups of multiple channels at once. A maximum of 64 channels are available. Each channel strip gives you input filtering, dynamics, EQ, output controls, and even an insert slot for adding a Waves plugin. This one normally costs 199 US clam dollars, but perhaps, just maybe, it'll go on sale one day. Another NAM surprise was the appearance of Edward Snowden. The scrattily bearded freedom fighter was projected via hologram onto a 30-foot screen from where he revealed a massive security breach. According to Snowden, Logic's space designer Reverb has been leaking users' sounds to the NSA, who have been stealing the spatial characteristics of the world's recorded sounds. Documents exposed via WikiLeaks describe the code for a special convolver with a telephone emulation that calls the intelligence agency to transmit the ill-gotten data. Steve Jobs was unavailable for comment. Arteria's Audio Fuse, the interface that offers at least a million different audio connections and a snazzy hat, is seeing its range expanded. In addition to the original two combi input model, the new larger four-channel module, the Audio Fuse Studio, will cost you $999 US clams and counts twin headphone outputs, AB speaker switching and even Bluetooth among its connectivity credentials. If you want eight channels, the Audio Fuse 8 Pre is a rack-mounted eight-channel interface that can be connected via USB-C or used to expand another interface via ADAT. This one has a little less connectivity and will set you back $799 do clams. Okay, let's move away from huge or budget or anything else synths. Mm -hmm. uh, also a NAM this year. Antares, the developers of Autotune, have released... Auto-Tune Access. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the name, I was thinking this is going to be a subscription thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank God. is basically a light version of Auto-Tune. costs only 99 US clams, PC and Mac plug-in, and it's pretty much a simple to use one you've got an octave along the bottom for your note mm -hmm. you've got uh you presumably you can turn the notes on and off with that as yep. you can in the big version yeah you've got a display in the middle saying uh what the note is and how much it's your original is being bent by mm -hmm. uh you've got retune speed the which all is... important retune speeds yep. mate i think it's fair to say so you gotta crank that up to fast maximum you know it. Menu if you want to get that hellishly annoying oh i love it t-pain and shared oh, by the way i had a dream that share died <gasps> oh my god yeah, yeah yeah i literally i was like what why did i have that dream that is deeply psychological mate <laughs> <laughs> was t-pain featured in the dream at all no he was not oh i would love to dream of t-pain i did get some other pain during the dream. <laughs> but yeah there's also a humanized function choose your scale choose your key well, and, it seems pretty pared down. Yeah, I mean, and that is it. But I'm pretty sure you get a decent sort of sound from it. Is there a video on that? Uh, uh, plug in BT. The newest product that we have out right now is what we're working with. Bane. 
go ahead and take off the bypass. I've selected the key that the song is yeah, in. Yeah, mate. On and let Over the rainbow. We get a great result. Um, that wasn't that great. Too much fiddling, <laughs> too much tweaking. And the you should turn the resheen speed up. It's on slow at the moment. Ah. So it's great for people who are just getting their feet take their again yeah oh, well i would have turned the re uh, the reaching speed right up but whatever oh and there's a comment here saying no eye lock so that's pretty good yep auto tune access it's a cheaper way to get auto tune and i guess if you want that ridiculous auto tune um saturated by auto tune sort of effect then you can well, do it I with this really cheaper. say it's saturated it's more quickly note Note skipping and fluttering, wouldn't you say? I'd say it's saturated in a in a <laughs> chemical, physical sense. <laughs> okay, okay. Not in a distortion sense. Mm-hmm. It's drenched, shall we say, in autotune. If you want that and you want it for cheap and you want it from the original autotune, you can get it for 99 clams. Yeah, pretty good, I reckon. Which, coincidentally, uh. is a tenth of the Merc Digital... <laughs> The EQ Orange plugin. Yeah, man. Give me 10 auto tunes any day, mate. On it. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, promotional material they got in the background. We can make you sound good when you sing. Yeah. That's straightforward <laughs> to the point. That's, that's a very uh, way to advertise yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need some kind of slogan, guys. Yeah. We can make you sound good when you sing i think that's fair enough i yeah. think you know that's it does what it says on the tin that uh, it comes in if by good you mean like share or t-pain well you don't have to turn the retune speed up to maximum I mean, have you have you seen that video of t-pain actually singing he is actually a good singer oh he's yeah he released a load of stuff without auto tune to yeah. be honest i just like the auto tune stuff i mean he's he knows his way around a melodic hook i'll tell you that um, so yeah, but fair play to him. I am not going to turn that into a smatty joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not sure how you would do that, but okay. Tim, you mm. know I'm trying to uh, make myself transition doors. Yeah, I know. It seems to be a difficult process for you, which it would be for anyone, I guess, really. And my door of choice was going to be Waveform 9, but... At NAM, we've had the announcement of Waveform 10. Oh my goodness. I mean, Waveform's always been a very specific door, and it's got its own way of doing things, which is either very frustrating or incredibly genius and helpful. Liberating, would you say? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, okay, so let's go through it quickly. What's in Waveform 10? There's something called the Actions Panel. Oh, okay. It's basically when you select something... It brings up a bunch of uh, frequent actions or intuitive actions in a panel. Hmm. So you might select a track and it could be like open the plugin for this track, mute the track, solo the track, something like that. And you can favorite the different actions that you tend to take. Well, like collapse weeping, that sort of thing. Yes, exactly. Wicked. That'll save me a lot of time. Um, it seems weird to get your head around, but when you see it working, it, it's quite interesting okay and it, it really could like you might not realize that you've uh you've clicked off onto a thing and you're wondering how to do something but then all you need to do is look on the actions panel and he's like oh yeah reverse audio great okay you know rather than right clicking and looking oh how do i do this thing it's already there mm -hmm. and i assume i might be wrong but i assume that some of the things you do all the time might work their way to the top of the actions panel well it does it intelligently so you click on a clip or maybe you click on a plugin insert and it'll be like delete project do and this empty recycle bin <laughs> yeah exactly and you can favorite things like that yeah wicked um there are easy keyboard shortcuts and uh to the actions you can set your own and you can do you can sort of make your own macros mm -hmm. for multiple functions so you could be like like you say delete projects empty recycle bin mm-hmm Traction Waveform 10 has introduced 62 new plugins. <gasps> wow. There weren't that many before. They were pretty good, but there weren't many of them. And uh, they are done in what Traction call a simple feature-focused design. Okay. So, in other words, they're all quite simple, small plugins. But with Traction's rack system, where oh. you, can, you mm. can add a rack into any insert... That becomes very useful because it's a bit like Bitwig that we were talking about earlier, where 
you know, imagine if Bitwig, instead of having a bunch of particular modules in the grid, if you use the normal Bitwig devices, this is a bit like what Waveform's doing, but its new devices, its 62 new devices are all very simple, so can be used very easily in a sort of modular racky system. Okay. Uh, track groups, yeah. Yep. It's got a vertical cursor, so when you've got your line over the uh, timeline or over a track in the timeline, you get a big vertical line oh. telling you exactly where you are. Okay. Which is quite a good idea. Like, you know, whenever you're in hovering over a clip or something, your mouse has a vertical line which just corresponds to the timeline. You can see exactly when it is. Alrighty. Check this out. When waveform crashes, it automatically relaunches. Oh, okay. And um, we'll do some hocus-pocus in blacklisting and disabling the plugins that crashed it. Okay, nice. Very nice. There's some kind of audio to MIDI thing in, with the sampler where it can sort of extract the groove of the audio as well and get your MIDI ready. Nice. Uh, so you can just turn some audio into a sort of resampled kick drum, for example, with the same groove. Okay. The sampler can be fed by audio. You can record from other programs that are running on your computer. Oh, really? So, for instance... In, what, in Windows as well? I think so, because oh, they didn't okay. say not, but you can just flip over to your web browser, open up YouTube or something, and sample in... Marvin Gaye. Yeah, we sample Marvin Gaye in Waveform Sampler. Wicked. Just like that. Uh, it includes auto-tune access... <gasps> really? Yep. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, one of the coolest little touches. It's it is a little touch, but this is what the kind of touch I like about traction. I've been touched by traction many times. Uh, mm-hmm. If you are muting or soloing channels, you can click and hold and drag between the next channels to solo or mute a bunch of them. Oh, okay, that's so, cool. Let's say you're soloing your kick channel, you just hold it down when you soloed it and drag across the other channels, they'll all solo too. Okay. Which is pretty good. Yeah, okay. A lot of new stuff, and I'm, I wasn't sure what the update would be like, but yeah, none of these are huge and groundbreaking, except maybe the 62 new plugins. Mm. But between them, I think they're, they've got some really nice touches in there. Yes. I mean, I guess some of it seems to be catching up, maybe, with other doors. You reckon? Like Audio to MIDI, for example. Yeah, but that was what, yeah, that was what I was specifically thinking of. Yeah. I mean, and I guess if they're adding all of these plugins, mm. it probably meant that before it wasn't super fully featured. Sure. Um, it's nice they've got auto-tune in there. Yeah, they already had Melodyne integration and Elastica integration, so there are three ways to tune. Oh, wow. so is Melodyne leaving or is it staying? No, they're all staying. Oh, wow, okay. Three oh, ways cool. to tune. Yeah, nice. Um, I I really like the sound of it. I think I'll end up reviewing it or doing some kind of feature at some point because, yeah, it it's not just catching up, but it's doing new stuff as well. Mm-hmm. In a way, most people obviously don't use it, and it would benefit from a bit more stability of features. So I think maybe when they add things, they should be sort of adding few big things rather than many small things. Sure. But, I don't know, I'm not a software developer. Well, it doesn't It doesn't sound like the sort of thing that is going to break your brain when you load it up for the first time if you're no, used true. to Waveform 9, I guess. True, but sometimes when you're looking at another door and you're thinking you could use that the frequency of updates sometimes puts you off. You can be like, oh, yeah. it's a version 7, and I think I want to switch to it, and then two years later it's a version 9, and you mm. can't remember what's in it, and there's a load of new stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And it can build up really quickly and leave you with a very scary thing, yeah. a very scary prospect for switching to it. Mm. Nevertheless, I, I'm still going to try to switch to it fully. Um, what puts me off a lot about Waveform, it's, very, it's got a lot of text everywhere. Oh, right. Okay. Like, it's just a, it's a prejudice I have, you know? No, I think that's fair enough, man. It put loads of text everywhere makes stuff look a bit old-fashioned, I mm. would say. Uh, so, adding the actions panel, it may, be, it may function very well. I think it replaces a couple of other things, but that's more text. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm apprehensive, but um, looking forward to checking it out. So, you're not convinced about its powers of textual healing, then? <sighs> Tasty 
Omnisphere 2.5 brought integration with real-world hardware, allowing users to play and control the Spectrasonic's virtual instrument using the controls on certain famous hardware synthesizers. Version 2.6, which is coming in March, will add more instruments to the lineup, including the Roland Juno 106, D50, JP8000, Alessis Andromeda, Behringer DeepMind, the Moog One and Minitor, Korg's MicroKorg and Minilog XD. Elsewhere, Omnisphere 2.6's arpeggiator is getting boosted with more controls and the ability to load presets. You'll also be able to export MIDI from the arpeggiator by dragging it straight into your door from the plugin. Spectrasonics are calling it one of the most flexible arpeggiators ever. Mmm, bendy. You've heard of Easy Drummer and Easy Keys, but it seems Toontrack have been turning their attention to another instrument for a forthcoming release. Easy Bass gives you plenty of actual bass sounds and MIDI to play them with. There'll also be amp and cab simulations built in to give you even more room for tweaking. But don't hold your breath for those B-lines. Easy Bass is planned for release at the end of 2019. Synth Romance news now, as it was revealed exclusively to OK Magazine that celebrity virtual instrument couple, Native Instruments Massive and Sonic Charge Microtonic are having a baby. The celebrity couple confirmed the pregnancy at the VST Hospital in downtown Los Angeles, saying they were, quote, looking forward to welcoming the little bundle of joy, but gave no information on any bundle discounts that would apply. We still have no word on the sex of the baby instrument. Will it be a synth or a drum machine? With a message of hope between bass guitarists and synth lovers, Electroharmonics have released the Bass Monosynth, an effects pedal that turns the sound of a bass guitar into a synth-style signal. There are level controls for the dry signal and your synth sound, which can be set to one of 11 tones, including sub, growl, wub, crossfade, acid, cosmic, twin, spectre, and the tempting oblivion. So Tim, yeah, people who've listened to this podcast for a long time will know very well that we we often talk on the subject of MIDI rings. Oh yeah, we do. It's one of our favourite talking points, I think. I, I think we've talked about two MIDI rings before. Uh, I can't remember what they were because they were ridiculous, but it's time for another. Oh, about ruddy time, mates. So this is, I believe, a company called Sphero. And they have released a MIDI ring system called Spectrums. Okay. Not just one Spectrum, multiple Spectrums. Spec oh, Spectrums. Spectrums. So, okay. what do you see? I see a lot of colours and some fruit. Basically, the idea here is... You can turn fruit into a drum. You have a MIDI ring on your finger, which mm. you use to drum. Nothing unusual there, right? No. And... When you hit something, it responds to the colour of the thing you hit <laughs> yes, and mate. plays a sample appropriately. Sure it does. So you get with it a big pad with a sort of swatch of colours, if you will. Yeah, right. All these different colours. There's yellow, there's red, there's green, all the colours. Mm, yeah, all the four colours that there are or whatever. And you can use that as a pad to hit with your MIDI ring and it will play the sample simply based on the colour of the thing you're hitting. Yeah. Play that video. Let's let's see what it does. This is a Synthtopia video that they took at NAMM, by the way. My name's Steven. Uh, I'm the Hi, Steve. of Spectrums. Um, so we make these ad-connected rings that you wear on your finger, and you can tap on any colour. It looks wireless, which is a, a leg up on other ones that people have done. <laughs> So not only can you spectrum on this little pad of colours, you can use anything with a colour. He's got a an orange. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he's got a banana. Uh, remind me, what colour is an orange? Uh, depends if it's ripe. <laughs> okay. Yellow, 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 yellow. Yeah. Blue, 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 green, 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 yellow. This is how scratching was always destined to evolve. Now he's hitting a banana. Banana, banana, orange. Another colour. Tap on your crotch, mate. Oh, I thought he was going for it. So you can get it on our website, uh, Sphero.com. It's $99. You get two rings and a, a playpad. Two rings and... <laughs> did you see his face? He said, 
Two rings and a play pad? Uh, yeah. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It connects to Bluetooth MIDI, so you can hook up to any of those apps. I mean, he doesn't seem convinced. But he seems to be having fun, at least. You know, this is just I fun. mean, it looks kind of fun, yeah. but you have to get a bunch of colors ready. I mean... You can just play uh, a default... It's a, right okay, it's a, stop the video. Okay. What is wrong with this? Besides all the obvious things. Um... Well, I don't know. Like some of the others, it seemed like they were more expensive and you got less. And there was that uh -huh. weird wired one as well. Oh. So I don't know, man. What are you thinking about it? I'm just thinking again, again, people. Mm. It's MIDI. It's a number. Yeah. You, you derive a number from a certain property based on the sensor or or electromechanical whatever that you're holding mm -hmm. and it, it creates a number and that number is used to represent something in your computer based on what you set up to respond to that number mm. uh, I mean you can imagine maybe someone will do some kind of visual thing with this that people like because there are bright colours and things moving around if it's some kind of setup for kids that's fine um, obviously, I mean, is maybe this is just not aimed at professionals. Who is it aimed at? Well, if it's aimed at kids or something, then that's completely fine. But obviously, this, this isn't for professionals, right? This seems like a novelty, you know? Yeah. I just wish... Oh, Tim, I wish. Well, mate, we can all wish. But the reality is... Is this a uh, product that is going to catch on? I don't know. The dude himself doesn't seem massively convinced. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it seems it's going to take a lot to convince the world uh, that a mini ring that plays based on the colour of the thing it is hitting yeah. is, is a worthy thing for humanity. The question is why, James? Why, why, why? <sighs> because some people have money and don't know what to do with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this in a broader sense, mate. Okay, first move your microphone pointing the right way. Oh, God, you're so fussy. Let's talk about this in a broader sense. Yeah, um, it seems now that a lot of people are getting into music tech um, just for the fun aspect, which obviously what? I am completely against oh, um, oh wait, so, i know mate and it seems like a lot of the you know the discussion now seems to be like if you spend thousands of pounds on synthesizer should you be making music with it and i don't know maybe you don't if you're getting if you're getting utility out of it maybe uh -huh. that's you know that that's fair enough on its own but it does seem like we're getting a lot of products that are never destined to be involved in any actual music making do you know what i'm saying Yes. I feel like, and call me crazy, I feel like we're entering a bit of a bubble hardware-wise. Possibly, quite possibly. I mean, are they doing this on Kickstarter? I don't think they are. No, it's available, apparently. It's available now. Available now for, by the way, 99 US clams. Oh, no, they've got a lot of pictures of kiddies on okay. the website. Oh, there we go. Oh, uh, that's fine. Sphero in, in the community. Look Fine. at this lovely diverse bunch of children as well. That is that's <laughs> you, inspiring. You can find out how diverse they are by playing. Yeah, them yeah, all you with tap a ring. Well, I was gonna, <laughs> I was I was gonna say, mate, on the pad, it does seem like there's a lot of skin tones, uh, that's all true. of which are more kind of pinky peachy. So I don't know. Is this? Is, is this it? a racist product? <laughs> let's is. let's not go down that rabbit hole. I don't know, man. It's like it's nice to see people trying different stuff. I just worry about them. I worry about their financial stability. Yeah. Um, I mean, I should be worrying about our financial stability, but it's a lot easier to look at other people's problems. Am I right? I personally wouldn't take this to Nam. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. That's that's what my underlying concern is. The fact that they've taken it to Nam is a sort of. Um, tacit pointing it towards the pro yeah the pro and saying hey over at the next booth we've got isotope but here i'm playing midi from a banana yeah 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 i see what you're saying i mean you know it's not like we should <laughs> ghettoize them into somewhere else or whatever but um 
yeah, it's hard to see what the practical application for this is going to be, apart from having a bunch of kids play around with it for and half an hour. And having a bunch of kids playing around with it for half an hour is completely fine. Yeah. Uh, just uh, don't bring it into a professional studio, yeah? Yeah, I mean, you can imagine someone making a video with this and it going viral, but it seems like a novelty and it's like a one one trick pony, right? Yes. I mean, maybe if it was a thing where you could do something clever with it, where you had a gradient of colours. But let's not forget, James, that we're, you know, it's MIDI. It's like 128 discrete values, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what MIDI is, Until right? Until they bring in MIDI 2.0. Oh, God. Well, mate, that is another can of worms, basically. Sphero Spectrums, you know, I'm not going to stop them from it. But uh, maybe NAM wasn't the best place to um, to showcase this. Yeah, I mean, good luck to them. Yeah, maybe they should go to the White House or something. <laughs> I, th- I think Trump would love playing with this. I think he'd get his groove on. And maybe he'd end up making the world a better place. Oh. Mm. Well... I think you and I are both spent, mate. I think we've mopped up every single globule of uh, news that was on my floor. Yeah, when you were talking about a bonus episode, I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't think this is what you meant. Um, it is what I meant, mate. And now you are much wiser. So I hope you're going to be more cautious in future. We will catch you in roughly a week's time, depending when I've uh, put this episode out for yeah. another glut of plug-in news. Yeah, let's hope not too much news comes out because I'm not sure I can take another double header like that. I guess we'll have to do a bunch of uh, skits in that case. Okay, that sounds like a load of... We can maybe do some more German accents. How about yeah, that? Yeah, we can rip, rip Hans Zimmer for a bit. Yeah, wicked, or, nice. Or do some conspiracy theories or something. Oh, we, that sounds great, mate. Let's have it. Whatever we do, we will catch you all then. Nice. See you later.